Welcome back to our final episode of 2022. We're here today with Professor Nick Braisby, Vice-Chancellor of Buckinghamshire University. Welcome, Nick, and thank you for joining us today. Um, now, 2022 has been an interesting year um, with some real highs and real lows at the same time as well. Um, we had the huge Platinum Jubilee celebrations in the UK and saw the amazing Lionesses win the Euros. But of course, the year has also seen the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, uh, the war in Ukraine, and also the cost of living crisis here. Uh, so we're here today to look back at the last 12 months uh, within the context of all those key events and to think about what 2023 will look like for us as a university. Uh, so th thank you for being on this podcast with us today. Uh, we're going to start by asking, how has the last year been for you as Vice-Chancellor? Um, I think you're right to point out the highs and lows, and there have been many, um, and perhaps uh, exemplified for us, I think, at our graduation ceremony in September, where we were looking forward to a tremendous high, uh, the appointment of Jay Blades as our Chancellor, and as you say, the passing of the Queen catapulted us into a very different kind of uh, space, um, and marking what was a national low. Um, but for us as an institution as well, disappointment that we couldn't, couldn't execute the plans we, we wanted to. I think the year has been a turbulent year in many, many ways, although I think for the university we've rode that turbulence remarkably well. Um, we continue uh, with political instability, uh, even though we now have a government that seems seems relatively stable. Uh, it's only going to be a government for probably a couple of years at most. Um, the instability we saw, particularly in the summer, uh, with the change of leadership, was desperately disappointing for the sector as we lost education secretary after education secretary. Um, the universities now don't have a voice in cabinet, uh, which previously they did. So the ability of the university sector to influence political events has diminished. Um, may not be a direct problem for this institution, uh, but as a whole, as a sector, I think we're feeling the impact of that political instability. Closer to home, uh, the cost of living crisis, you mentioned it, I mean, it's a, it's a, a, a dreadful thing. Um, we've had low inflation for such a long period of time, and partly sparked, I think, of course, by the war in Ukraine, but other pressures too. And it is closer to home because we know our students and our staff are also feeling the impact of these pressures through um, rent increases, mortgage increases, food increases. Uh, food inflation has been generally outstripping inflation overall. As a university, we also face pressures in terms of our own supply chains. We are things we have to buy, computers, yeah. laptops. Um, we have to pay for our energy. So all of those pressures are quite, quite significant. Um, we have, uh, we've ridden those pressures very well, I think, generally speaking. Um, we've put in what I think is a very good response to cost of living, uh, both for our staff and our students, particularly, I think, for students. We've put a lot of extra bursary support, um, uh, hardship support or financial aid, but we've also looked at other things like accommodation costs, which we've maintained at relatively low pre-COVID levels. So there are lots of things we've done. Um, those are things we've only been able to do, however, because the university throughout has remained financially very strong and resilient. And uh, 
we are finishing the year. Uh, strange to relate some of the difficulties we've had during the year, but we're finishing the year uh, reporting the strongest financial results this university has ever had, uh, as best we can tell. And there are many universities across the sector who will not be in that enviable position, but we know, uh, because our intelligence tells us this, there are many institutions who are perilously close to not being able to survive. Um, so a, a difficult year, yep. generally, but for us, we've written the challenges, we've met the challenges, and I think we can look forward quite positively. So what do you think are some of the greatest challenges that we've had to overcome this year? I know you spoke about political challenges we faced, cost of living, but what do you think is the greatest challenge that's affected the university? I think the deepest challenge is the one that's going to continue, sadly, and that's the, um, the uh, refusal, reluctance, <laughs> of, of government, and governments probably, probably of all political colours, to adjust the tuition fee. Um, and it's a hard thing to say because if you're a student, uh, your tuition fee is, a, is a, a loan and you are expected to repay it. So I recognise that in suggesting that the tuition fees need to rise, that's a difficult thing for our students to hear, is where I'm saying you need to take on more of a loan. Um, but the reality is the tuition fee was fixed in 2012 at £9,000. There's been one inflation-linked increase in the 10 years since then, just one, 9,250 and uh, calculations by experts in the sector tell us that in real terms now, i.e. in 2012 cash terms, it's worth around six and a half thousand pounds. So we've, we've, every single student, the university now has more than a quarter less money to spend on that student's education and the facilities and so on. So that challenge, we understand, is going to continue because the government has committed, this government has committed uh, to continue freezing the tuition fee rate for the next two years. We also understand, and you know, you and I, we know the political pressures. It's very difficult, particularly approaching an election, very difficult for a government to go in and say, well, actually, we're going to increase tuition fees. It's a vote loser. Um, it will be very difficult for any incoming administration to solve this problem either because, because of the political toxicity. What we really need is a new funding model and we need commitment from the government and probably the opposition parties to securing an alternative funding model which they will support and which will allow them continually to ensure at least the money going into universities is keeping pace with inflation. So I, I think that's the deepest challenge we right. face and sadly it's going to continue for a while yeah. Okay. So we've spoken about the challenges but there have also been some really great successes for BNU in 2022 uh, including announcing our new Chancellor Jay Blades, our Armed Forces Week exhibition which went really well and some great work in Pride Month which included the podcast that we did um, and also an amazing performance in the National Student Survey, I shouldn't forget that. Um, but what are your personal highs from this year? Oh, stands out for you. Personal highs. Well, I think the NSS probably is the one that stands out most for me because uh, it, it's the one which most directly talks to who we are as an organisation. If we're not satisfying our students, then, you know, what are we about? Uh, we don't want students to go through education at the end of it to say, hey, do you know, what? I didn't really enjoy that. Um, they've given up a lot of time, a lot of money, as we've just been talking about, uh, to experience something which should be life-changing and transformational. So for us, 
the NSS has always been important. Me personally, uh, very important because actually most of my career I've been very closely linked with either trying to improve NSS or drive it higher. Um, so I've always taken a personal interest. Uh, and of course, COVID was a, a big interruption to that. We know our students were very unhappy during that period. We were unhappy. Um, so the, this year was the interesting test case where we could find out what, what had happened um, post-COVID. Did we get satisfaction levels back? Now, they're not back to where we want them. They're not quite as high as they were pre-COVID. But we know every other university is facing the same problem. The, the change this year was that our NSS, compared to all those other universities, was incredible. Uh, and there are all sorts of ways you can cut the pie with NSS and cut the data. Uh, but one interesting cut suggests we are the fifth strongest fifth most satisfied group of students in the country. Um, that's an incredible place yes, to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're not resting on our laurels, though. No. <laughs> you may have heard we set our target to be number one. Yes. Um, but that was a personal highlight. I think the other thing I would, I would point out is that um, although we've managed the finances very prudently and sensibly, we have continued to invest. Um, and we're investing, obviously, as you may know, in the estate, creating new uh, facilities and spaces here at High Wycombe. We've invested in Aylesbury. Uh, we've more recently done some work at Uxbridge and working on Missenden Abbey, and also some developments at Pinewood. So we've continued to invest in the facilities, but we've also invested in staff. And staff numbers have been growing now quite steadily. Uh, they'll never solve all of the resource pressures that people feel. But I'm very proud of the fact that curing the financial ills we had of many, many years ago, was, it was not a problem to, to be solved simply by counting the pennies. It was a problem to be solved by making sure we invested in the things that we care about and that will lead to greater success. And I think we've, we've done that. Good. Excellent. So if you could pick one thing that makes you proud from the past year, what would that be? I know you said on a personal note, NSS. Mm. But is there anything else, or NSS could be that? Is there one thing that makes you really proud to be Vice-Chancellor this year? There are two uh, things that we, we let slip at, at some points in the past. Um, and they're two things which I think are hugely important for our future. But also I think we can always take great pride in. Um, and this year we've, we've got, got ourselves back on track. Um, and one is the work we're doing now on sustainability and mapping out a, a clear roadmap for the institution of how we will become, by 2030, net zero in our operation. Very challenging, very difficult, but we are now taking the first tentative steps, and I think that's something we can all be proud of. The other one I would say, though, is probably in the equalities and diversity space. Because, um, as you know, that's very, it's very personal to me. It's very important to me that every single person at the institution feels they are a, a kind of equal member of the institution. They can find, feel equal pride uh, and an equal sense of belonging. And there were two brilliant pieces of work. Uh, one was simple um, but effective, and that was adoption of the IRA definition of anti-gypsyism. And the other, more difficult but brilliant, was the work that people in the institution did to create 
for ourselves our own definition of Islamophobia um, because there are many definitions existing, they all have problems and our people cared about that so much that they worked with experts and others to create our own definition and I think that will mark us out as perhaps sector leading or at least in the vanguard in the sector but I think it says more about what we care about and that facing a challenge or a problem we didn't walk away from it we solved it uh, and I'm just delighted about those two pieces of work they're, they're brilliant great excellent that's really good to hear um, so looking forward to 2023 some of the challenges of 2022 will continue into the next year and probably beyond that as well yeah. um, and our students will be impacted by the cost of living not just this year but also next year uh, what will the university do to make sure that we're supporting students as best we can going into next year um, well, we've, we've already taken a number of measures on the cost of living, and, and those will continue. Um, we have also started looking at other things we might do in relation to cost of living. Um, they're, they're each, each of them are difficult and problematic in various ways, so we, we're keeping that all under review. Um, I think our key message here is uh, the university stands by, ready to do what is needed and what our students would look to us to, to provide. I mean, my hope, actually, on, the, on things like the cost of living is that the government will recognise that students are hugely important for the future of this country. Uh, it, you know, the government rightly recognises there's a productivity gap. Uh, productivity in the UK has been falling. It's, it's low in OECD terms. Uh, it's a major problem. The right way to solve it is to get everyone getting high levels of skill. That's what happens at university. Um, so if the government doesn't recognise that it needs in the cost of living, particularly to look after its students, my worry is that many students who are finding life a bit on the edge may say, university isn't for me, or at least it isn't now. And that means fewer doctors, fewer nurses, fewer teachers, the skills gap. Um, so I, I am looking to government to do something. I think that's the right thing. Just as they supported uh, students through COVID, in some cases with extra hardship funds, now is the time to support our students again because of the cost of living crisis. Um, so we'll always be reviewing what we do too, but there's a very clear message there I think about what the government should be doing. Um, I think next year there will be these challenges, um, but I don't want to focus too much on them uh, in a sense because there's also very exciting things yes. ahead. Um, and things that I think our students will be very proud of. I'm, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to the completion of the building it's works. I think we're all excited on that one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you know that those spaces will be fantastic. Uh, they'll be green. Uh, we've looked at sustainability um, in the in the building plans. So there'll be lots of things to be excited about. But we are also bringing in board a whole new catering. Uh, outfit. So um, we've gone to tender a process, appointed the right person, we think we've got the right company to come in and provide for our students, possibly for the very first time, uh, really what will be, I think, amazing food offer at, at the right price points, because we're also going to explicitly subsidise that operation to make sure that the food is, is, is at a good, good price. Um, so fantastic things happening there. Um, we've just secured uh, a capital uh, fund from the OFS, Office for Students, of 5.8 million. 
Uh, that's going to be spent over the next two to three years. Uh, but next year, we'll be building uh, new engineering facilities. We'll be creating new allied health facilities um, and bringing in new computing equipment. So I think people will see the benefit of that uh, pretty quickly, actually. Yes, yes. Um, and we will be working with our colleagues at the Missenden Abbey to create the Missenden Abbey International Hotel School. I think a, a tremendously exciting offer. Yes, yes. Um, so there's enormous amount to look forward to. Uh, challenges nonetheless, but um, internal to the university, a lot, I think, to be proud of. Yes, yep. So there are, are of course, lots of things to look forward to, and I know you've touched on a lot of things there, including the phase one of the campus development here at High Wycombe. Uh, but is there anything else that stands out for you? Is there kind of the one thing you're most looking forward to next year? Uh, I'm very, very eagerly awaiting uh, the creation and the approval of our sustainability strategy. Because yes. that's going to set a roadmap for the next 10 years, really. Uh, well, eight, eight years, perhaps. Uh, for net zero, it'll help us better understand what we've got to do. We know there are difficult challenges ahead. I mean, this building we're in, Gateway, is, is very good environmentally. Yeah. Um, but other buildings on the campus are not. They're quite old. We've got to do something about them. So uh, we are, we've all, I think, been really waiting for this moment where we get a definitive route map that says, these are the things we need to achieve. Um, so as soon as we have that, as reason I'm so excited about it, the reason as soon as we have that, that's when we start work. And we start making the, the buildings much more environmentally efficient. Uh, we look at our supply chain and make sure that we're working with suppliers who understand our carbon net zero uh, uh, requirements. Uh, we start working with the students to try and get um, what I think will be a brilliant set of ideas coming from yes, our students yeah. about things we haven't thought of. Mm -hmm. It can really transform uh, the estate and how we use it, but also people's behavior because um, we've, we've all got to change. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are your goals for the university for the next year? What do you hope to achieve by this time next year? Is it that sustainability improvement, improvements? Um, we will have got some way with the sustainability. Course, yeah. uh, we, we'll be on the path. I don't think we'll have necessarily achieved, uh, uh, you know, in terms of net zero reduction. I don't think we'll be, it will be a dramatic impact next year, but it will be laying the foundations for much more dramatic improvements to come. Um, I think we will be able to make some real improvements on the green spaces mm -hmm. on campus. Uh, I wish we could do more at Aylesbury and Uxbridge, but they're much more limited campuses. But here, there is something genuine that we yes. can do, uh, which I think would be transformative. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Goals next year, uh, it all starts for me with financial sustainability. And I know it may, may seem a bit of a overly corporate message about finances, but you know, if you don't get the finances right, well, we know from our own personal yes, pockets yeah. and wallets, yep. don't we? If you don't get your finances right, you do not have the money to go to a, a pub or a restaurant yes. or you yeah. have, enjoy the fine things in life. So we've got to get the finances right, maintain that uh, steely gaze on the finances and, uh, and so on. Um, but that will enable us to, to move forward. We're looking forward to growth in student numbers and uh, the September 23 numbers so far are looking very, very promising. Creation of engineering facilities, yes, bringing yeah. engineering on, hotel school, uh, more developments in allied health. Really excited about those. So, um, yeah, there's lots, to look, lots to. to look forward yes, to. Yeah, great, excellent. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of this podcast, the final podcast of this year. Uh, and what a year it's been. I think we've touched on some excellent highlights there. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for everyone that's listened to the podcast over the past 12 months. And thank you, for Nick, for joining us today. Thank you. 
Uh, we hope you'll enjoy your festive break and we'll see you all next year in 2023.